Well, it's such a great surprise to see all our young people here today. And I didn't especially frame my homily with with them in mind, but I will do so in the future. Today we celebrate the Feast of St. Jerome. He's a very important saint. He is considered one of the four doctors of the Western or Latin Church. So there's a, there's a Western Church and there's an Eastern Church. The Eastern Church, their language is Greek. The Western Church, that's us, our language is Latin. And so of the ancient Latin doctors, St. Jerome is one of the uh, four who, is the, who are the most important. When we say doctor, of course, sometimes we think of doctor as someone who takes care of you when you're sick. But doctor also has another meaning, too. It means teacher. So that's what we mean when we say he's one of the four doctors of the church, one of the four great teachers of the church. And in our gospel today, I'm going to try to tie our gospel into St. Jerome in a little bit of a roundabout way, so you have to be patient with me. I want to focus on the passage or the verse where Jesus says, Foxes have, have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. The Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. What Jesus is saying here, essentially, is that he really doesn't have any property. He doesn't have any real estate. He doesn't have a house. Okay? Of course, he stayed at people's houses, at other people's houses when he traveled around. But he himself didn't possess anything. And so Jesus is our perfect role model for the virtue of poverty. And even if we're very wealthy and even if we own a house, we can still, and we we still should, Practice the virtue of poverty. How can we do that? What does that mean? Well, there's a few practical things that we might be able to do to practice the virtue of poverty. Um, We might, for example, uh, ask ourselves, do we really, do I really need this extra, for my case, I'm, I'm addicted to books, so I have to ask myself continually, do I really need one more book? Okay? For other people, it might be uh, an article of clothing. Do I really need one more uh, pair of slacks or one more dress? Or do I need one more wrench to, uh, to, to work on my car with? Whatever it might be, whatever the material good is that we seem to have a proclivity towards, an attachment to, we can ask ourselves, do I really need this? All of these different things. Can I simplify my life? Uh, do I really need to go shopping just for the sake of going shopping? You see, material goods are a means to an end, and they're not an end in and of themselves. There is uh, a philosophical belief called materialism. Now, materialism is the belief that the highest reality is matter. Now, as Christians, we don't believe that. We believe that's a false Belief. The highest reality is God. And there are immaterial realities that we believe in, such as our own eternal soul. So, materialism is a false belief. But, oftentimes, Christians can live as if they were materialists. We can focus and organize our life around our material goods. And it's almost as if God doesn't exist. It's because we've made material goods 
for us, practically speaking, the most important thing. And that's, that's a practical materialism. So while we might not be philosophical materialists, we can fall into the trap of practical materialism, something that we need to constantly be on the guard against. Another way of avoiding practical materialism and practicing the spirit of poverty is by taking good care of our possessions. When we take good care of our possessions, they last longer, and we don't have to throw them out and buy new ones. Pope Francis speaks often of the throwaway culture, and this is something in the the modern West, in Europe and America, that we're very much used to. We don't like something or something's old, we just throw it out, we buy something new. We end it instead of mending or repairing. I'm reminded of a story I I listened on an audio book to a a biography of Pope Francis. And he he has lived a very remarkable life in Argentina as a Jesuit provincial and as the bishop of Buenos Aires. And uh, he has, there's many, many remarkable things that that he did in his life. Uh, But just two little tiny incidents that I recall is this. Um, his physician, one of his physicians testified to the author of this biography that he said, I I couldn't believe it when he came in for me to examine him his, the undergarments that he was wearing had holes and then then there were patches and there were things were sewn up it was like the shirt that he was wearing under his cassock was 30 years old or something and uh, so Pope Francis is a person who for us. He lives that spirit of poverty. He's real. He talks about it, but he really lives it. And he lived it his whole, uh, throughout the course of his entire ministry. Also another small story, kind of funny. But uh, a newspaper uh, salesman who stood at a particular stand and he sold newspapers, he tells this story about Pope Francis. When I first met him, he would take the newspaper from me. And then on the next day, when he came back and I saw him again and he was going to buy a new newspaper... He had the rubber band from the previous day's newspaper, and he gave it back to me. So Pope Francis didn't even waste, you know, when he was bishop or when he was Jesuit provincial, he didn't even waste a rubber band on a newspaper. So those are these are small examples of how we can practice that spirit of poverty. And the spirit of poverty is there for us to liberate us and to set us free. And this is how I'm going to tie it into St. Jerome. St. Jerome was of great service to the entire church. He translated the Bible from Hebrew into Latin. And consequently, that Latin translation of the Bible affected the entire course of the Western church from his day all the way back in the 4th century all the way into this day. Uh, Liturgically, scripturally, massive, massive influence. He's been of great service. In his lifetime, he was of great service to the Pope, to Pope Damasus, who was the Pope at that time in the 4th century. Uh, but St. Jerome was only able to become of service to the Pope and to all successive generations of Christians because he first practiced poverty. He first went, he traveled to the East, and he lived in the desert as a monk, and he let go of all of his, all of his material possessions, and he lived a radical poverty. And it was out of that place of poverty that he was set free to be able to be of service to the gospel and to all of us. And so we remember him today and we 
hold close to our hearts the saying of our Lord that the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head.